Welcome to Destiny Moments with Angel Murchison, where I interview real people with real issues and a real destiny. Today joining me is best-selling author and international speaker, Cecil Murphy. Thanks for joining me today, Cecil. Yes, thank you for having me. Well, we know it's the Christmas season and it's a wonderful time of year, and I understand that you wrote a book called Christmas Miracles. Can you tell our listeners today a little bit about that book? Well, there are two of them. Uh, one is called Christmas Miracles, the other is called The Spirit of Christmas. Both of them are stories by other people, but the interesting thing for me is, uh, Angel, I'm a ghost writer, and I usually write books for other people. Well, a New York editor, St. Martin's Press, contacted me. She said, I like the way you write. I like your style. How about collecting stories, editing them so all of them sound like you? If you'll do that, we'll buy the book. So I said, well, yeah, well, it's worth trying. So that's what I did. First, we did Christmas Miracles last year, and this year is the spirit of Christmas. Well, Cecil, we know that miracles happen every day. But I think maybe during this time, we recognize them a little bit more. Can you talk to me a little bit about that? Yeah, I think miracles happen all the time, and some of them are, you know, we could just call miracles of coincidence, which some would say, you know, coincidence, or it's the timing. But there are other times when the miracles are happening in such a way that it's like, if this isn't God, what could it be? Uh, and, you know, if you don't believe and you're not willing to acknowledge the existence and the presence of God in your lives, it really doesn't matter what you see or hear. You'll find ways to justify it. But, you know, I would rather be naive and say, wow, God did it, and somebody could give me a rational explanation. And, but I would still say, and I would then still say, you know what, that may be true, but is it amazing it happened just at that moment? Mm, amen. Amen. Well, see, you've written over a hundred books, is that correct? Uh, current total is 124. Wow. What's some of the other uh, books that you've penned? Well, uh, you know, I'm a six-year ghostwriter. That's how I make my living. I did, uh, the first really big book I sold is uh, uh, Gifted Hands, the story of Dr. Ben Carson. Came out in 1990, it's never been out of print. Biggest uh, buyers for that book are the public high school students, which is kind of wonderful. It's required in reading in many schools. It was made into a movie in 2009 with Cuba Gooding Jr. I also did Rebel with the Cause for Franklin Graham, 90 Minutes in Heaven with uh, Don Piper, and um, that book has, been, has remained on the New York Times bestseller list, what they call the extended list, uh, for just about five years. See, reading your newsletter today, I, I read that you had actually seen some of your books while you were in Kenya. <laughs> yeah, I went back to Kenya. First time I'd gone up country. Well, up country is a term, anything outside Nairobi. But this was western uh, Kenya, near the on Lake near Lake Victoria, the Kenya Tanzania border. So it's fairly remote. And uh, I stopped by a little hotel because that's the only place to stop from a bathroom, you know, a toilet break, and I, I saw this display of books, and I just, you know, being a writer, I just kind of looked over, and the first thing I saw was gifted hands and think big, and my grandson was with me, 
and uh, a missionary couple who they were taking us in their car. And I said, "Oh, look, there are, there are two books I wrote." And just then, an African woman named Mary uh, was standing over. I hadn't noticed her, and she said, "You're the one. You're the one. Oh, yes, I know who you are." She said, and she came over. She said, "I have to have your picture. I have to have your picture." She said, but I don't have a camera. So my grandson took her picture, and uh, she uh, asked me to sign, uh, give her a card or something. So I signed a card and gave her a business card and signed my name. She was so thrilled. She said, oh, it's my favorite book. I read it. I've read it two or three times. I tell everybody about it, and now I can tell everybody I know the man who wrote it. (laughs) But isn't that interesting, Angel? We're out in the middle of no place to find that book. Now, isn't it, oh, I think when we prayed prior to the recording, I said, man makes your plans, but God orders right. our footsteps. That's a destiny moment, isn't it, Cease? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I, it, it, my, one of the themes I work with is this. You never know what you do. Sometimes the things that seem so natural or insignificant to you can change lives. And it's always amazing to me what God will do with the little things that we offer. Amen. You know, uh, you and I keep referring to God and, and to Jesus, and that's the greatest miracle, isn't it, to be born again, Cecil, and to know Christ as Father, lover of our soul? Yeah, you know, uh, many times I've thought, uh, Angel, that if I didn't have the sense of God leading my life, well, I don't know what I'd do. I, I honestly don't. It's such a crazy world we live in, and there's this wonderful peace that no matter what happens, God's with me. That's wonderful. Well, I'm, I'm anxious to ask you a few more questions about this, um, these books on Christmas. I so love Christmas, and, and... And I think most people do. And just everything about it. Tell me, can, can you share a little bit uh, from from your book, some of the experiences or one of the experiences or one of the short stories of a, a true miracle? Well, they're all really uh, uh, wonderful miracles. You know, I mentioned uh, the, the matter of timing. Uh, the first one is my, one of my own stories. Um, I pray, I, you know, I, had, I hadn't gone to Sunday school very much, probably the most 20, 30 times in my childhood. And but my Sunday school teacher said, if you pray and ask God, God will give you what you ask, you know. And I was only a kid, so my father had been out of work, had uh, just barely gone back to work. We had no money. Salvation Army was going to bring us, brought us gifts. And so I saw them coming. I thought, well, I'm going to get my shoes. And I'd ask God not only for a pair of shoes, which I needed badly, but black shoes. And... Um, because my, my school, son's school teacher said, tell God exactly what you want. But you know what? There were no shoes in the box, and I was really upset. Uh, and um, uh, then um, next thing I know is uh, I waited all day and nothing happened, so I decided to go down the street to my friend Chuck Baldwin. And it had been snowing, and it was nasty and rainy, uh, snowy out and wet. But I went to his house, and I was sitting there and took off my shoes because my shoe had a hole in it it was wet and uh, Chuck's mother said uh, by the way what size shoes you wear and I she looked at my foot and she said wait a minute and she brought out a pair of shoes 
every year Christmas, it was a very poor family, and every year Christmas the father bought them, rebuilt their shoes, and they bought a pair for Chuck, and they were too small for him. But you know what? They fit me perfectly. Wow. See, so I saw that as a God, as, as a miracle from God, even though it was years later before I uh, really believed God. Uh, I, I believe that. Let me tell you one more story, which isn't in the book, but connects with this. Uh, when I was 21, 22 years old, I became a Christian. I was in the Navy, and uh, I'd been transferred to my new base, and because my name is spelled Murphy with an E-Y, somebody got messed up and left the E out. Anyway, I, I, I wasn't getting any money. They have given me $17 a month, and I needed a new pair of shoes for inspection, and I didn't have it, and I didn't know what to do. I didn't say anything to anybody. Uh, people knew about the uh, mix-up with my check, but you know my pay, but I never said anything to anybody, and I was praying. And I, uh, two days before inspection, I was saying, God, I've got to face that inspection. I'm going to embarrass the whole department with these, because these shoes were pretty worn. I said, God, I need a new pair of black shoes. And I thought about that story when I was a child, and I thought, okay, God, if you could provide for me when I was a kid and I didn't even understand it, you can provide for me again. The next morning, I went to my office, and there was a bag, a brown bag on my desk, and I opened it up, and guess what? A pair of black shoes. Okay. Some of the guys in my office, I was in the personnel department, some of the guys in my office knew my story, they knew about the inspection coming up, and they went out and bought me a pair of shoes. Wonderful. And that's yeah, the goodness see, of God. Yeah, I mean, see, it's that kind of, and you know what? They weren't believers. And I said to them, you know what? God used you guys. They said, oh, yeah. And I said, listen, God used you guys. And I remember one of them said, you know what? Maybe God did. Yes, yes. You know, it reminds me of the scripture in Psalm 24. Everything on the earth belongs to the Lord. That's right. Everything. And, yeah, we just have to remind ourselves that uh, these things happen all the time. Um, the problem is, you know, uh, we live in such a sophisticated world that we don't always get uh, the, the miracle of, uh, of, of the Christmas, or not just Christmas, the miracle of God's provision. Uh, just, it just, especially at Christmas, I think it's those little things that happen. It's like we want something. Uh, or, or there's a tremendous need, and then God somehow provides. Yes. You know, um, Cease is our, is our uh, country is in recession, and, you know, there's a lot of, of need all across the globe, actually. But Christ is our provider. According to his word, he said that he would provide for us. Yes, that's true. Um and uh, and the provision is there, but I I think it takes eyes of of faith to perceive that God is working. Um, it's so easy to say, well, I had an interesting experience, just just and then just kind of like this had happened. Well, it it wasn't just kind of like this. Uh, there's a story in the 
in the spirit of Christmas that I, that I really like. I have a friend, I've just recently met him, but the, in, at the time this happened, he, was, he lived in Chicago, and he got a real concern for the homeless people, and he didn't know what to do for them, so he talked to some people in the shelter, and they said, you know, one thing you could do is give them socks, heavy wool socks, uh, and, and this is Christmas season, so he said, yeah, that's what I'll do, so he bought a huge van full of socks, and he and a friend went to take them out. Well, on the way they saw this store, they were selling hams, real, real cheap canned hams, so he went and bought three and thought, well, I'll give them out. But he forgot about the hams and began giving out socks. And with the last place, it was a, a homeless shelter that was run by some nuns. And they pulled up, and none came running out. She said, where's the meat? And my friend Tom said, uh, what? what do you mean, where's the meat? She said, I have been praying, and God assured me that the next car that came here would have the meat. And Tom just looked at her, and she said, Where's the meat? You've got the meat. He said, oh, wait a minute. And he remembered the three hams. So he gave it to her. She took it inside, and they brought the socks in, and she smiled. She said, you know, you, I don't know how you do, but you gave us exactly the amount of ham we needed. How did Tom know that? She didn't. But that shows you how God works. He, he bought the ham because they were on sale. He forgot the ham. But at that moment of need, that believing nun ran out and said, where's my ham? Where's my meat? Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. You know, the word says that my sheep know and hear my voice. And that's a great example of that, isn't it, Cease? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and, but to be able to take that kind of a stand, she didn't come out and she said, she didn't come out and say, oh, I hope you guys have brought something nice for me. She just said, where is my ham? Where's my meat? She knew. I don't know that, Angel, I don't know that I've ever had faith quite that strong. But see, what I think those kind of stories do, because they're all true stories, is they remind us that God is there to provide. And we know that God does it for other people. It helps us to remember that God will do it for us as well. Yes, yes. And so a listener today that may may not even know Jesus, Cease, what would you say to them? I would say this. You know, Christmas season is a time when if we stop to really think about it, this is the season we think about God sending his greatest gift to the earth, Jesus Christ. It's more than a baby in a manger in a stall. It's God's gift of love for us and by Jesus Christ being with us. It's a God's promise to provide for our needs. And if we have any serious needs and we turn to him, God will provide. I really believe that. Amen. I see that um, quite frequently. I work in a, in a position where people need uh, fuel or I also, um, in a previous job, worked um, in a housing complex and you know, God is close to um, to the needy, to the brokenhearted. Um, he's he he said in His Word that um, you know He's He's close to them, and we see Him working behind the scenes. Sometimes, like you said, um, Cease, it takes eyes of faith to to believe 
uh, I know in my own circumstances, sometimes, you know, you're standing strong, but you get a little bit shaky. But his word does say, if, if you pray and you believe, you will receive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's right. And I think this is a wonderful time when we can remind people that, you know, it's commercial, it's a time of giving, but it's also a time to receive. See, it isn't just about giving to others. It's a time to receive. And, and what's the best gift of all? God's love for us. Mm-hmm. And also the gift of of sharing that love. You know, today a listener may be saying, what could I do? What could I do to bless someone or to... Maybe it's just something simple like baking a cake for a neighbor. Or maybe it's about buying some wool socks and taking to the local shelter. Um, but there's something um, that everyone could do. And there is much joy in giving, isn't there, Cease? You know, that's the, the other part of it. You know, when I give to people, especially when they respond, I'm always so amazed. Um, how, that's, you know, it's like people say to me, oh, you, you, I just didn't know that God would provide like this. One of the things that I have tried to do is to help writers by giving scholarships to conferences because I want to I want to encourage and help other writers. And I, I, probably every week I get an email from somebody who'll say, "Oh, thanks for the scholarship. Uh, I felt I really need to go to this conference, but I just didn't have the money to go." And I I put in a request uh, for a scholarship. They told me that uh, there were more. Uh, requests and money available. So I prayed that if God wanted me to go, I would get one, and I got one. It would be that kind of thing. Or I got an email uh, Thursday from a woman that said, you provide a scholarship for me two years ago, and I presented my book to a, an editor. They liked it. They asked me to think about it and make some changes. So anyway, today I got the contract for the book. Wonderful. And see, that's that's kind of that's what's so wonderful um, is to see God at work. And you know, Angel, it's not just God breaking through, but it's also God using us to touch other lives or other people touching us. Yes, yes. I like to um, say it this way, sees. Um, I just really believe what you make happen for others, God makes happen for you. Even better. Uh huh. And I so believe that, um, you know, today in the body of Christ, it's it's about building a kingdom. You know, it's um, the visions and the dreams that my sister has um, at church or in, in the marketplace. We should want to help one another to um, encourage and to empower them, to help them take that next step. And, and that's all about destiny. You know, and it is, and and just think, Angel, every time you do something for someone else, you are being the hands of God to provide for their needs. And, you know, I'm trying to get super spiritual about that, but I honestly and truly believe that when we open our hearts to other people, that's God's love being expressed. Yes, yes, definitely. You know, um... See, so it sounds like uh, when you shared from your childhood that you came from a needy family. Is that? 
Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Oh, sure. And uh, I was a first believer in my family. And, uh, uh, you know, eventually every, everybody came to Jesus Christ. But I was the first one. And, uh, you know, we knew, we knew a little bit about God. My parents had been to church. My dad had even been a church organist at one time. But uh, he didn't become a Christian until just before he died. But, you know, I I do believe the Bible says, um, don't despise small beginnings. And so a listener today may have an idea, a vision, or a dream. And today we would like to encourage them to take the next step. Whatever God's saying, just step out in faith, and He will will make a way. Um, If He's giving you... If he's giving you a, a desire, a, a, a plan, a talent, and take that step, there's no failure, is there, Cease? Yeah, that's exactly right. And I am convinced there's a wonderful spiritual universal principle, and that is the more generously we give to others, the more generously God gives to us. And God always gives more than we give. Amen. Well, that is a scripture, too, that says, um, Give, and it shall be given, pressed down, shaken together, shall man give into your bosom. And so, I always say, the word of God, the promises of God, is just like driving it, driving to the bank and depositing it right into yeah. your account. That's right. Well, see, is there anything that you want to share with us about your recent trip? You shared about uh, seeing the books in in uh, Kenya. Is there something that, that grabbed your heart while you were there? Yeah, one of the things that I was there, now I was there in to the 60s, and life had changed. But you know what really touched me the most? There were several people there, quite old now, who said to me, I'm here today because you showed me how to come to Christ when I was very young. One of them was a fellow who did some cooking for us, named John Abundo. He's old, 60-ish now, and he said, uh, you told me about God's love, but more than that, you showed me God's love. Amen. Is that neat? That's neat. That is neat. God is good. Well, Cease, I always like to end our broadcast with prayer. Would you take a few moments and pray for our listeners today? God, thank you for putting us in this world at this time. Use our lives that we can really know that we are being faithful to you, that we are changing others, and in changing others, we're growing and changing, and, and you're pulling us closer to yourself. We pray this through Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, thank you, Cease. And thank you, listeners, for joining us today. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast, please write to Destiny Moments with Angel Murchison, P.O. Box 1177, Prescott, Maine, 04769. Join us again for another broadcast of Destiny Moments.